Hi everybody, good evening and welcome to another wonderful episode of Breaking Free. For this month, we've been on a series of testimonies of the brethren. And for me, it has been a wonderful and impactful season all through, or episode all through. Um, a lot of us, I want to believe, or I want to assume and believe that a lot of us has been blessed through this through our testimonies. A lot of us, our faith has been renewed through our um, through the testimonies of the brethren. A lot of us have found our way back to the cross through the testimonies of the brethren. And we just want to give God all the glory and all adoration. Um, but before we proceed, I just want to introduce my co-host um, in the person of Emmy. Hi, Emmy. How, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's um, it's a great time. It's uh, it's another opportunity to be here again. I'm so excited about this. Thank you. You're welcome. So before we proceed, I just want us to welcome the Holy Spirit in our midst. So I'll go ahead and say a short prayer. And what you can do for me is just to say Amen wherever you are. King of Kings, I thank you. I exalt your holy name. I magnify your holy name because you are God all by yourself. Daddy, we commit today's session to you and have your ring in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Daddy, as we speak, come and speak through us in Jesus' name. Please Amen. give your Holy Spirit um, in abundance to us. The Holy Spirit shall speak through us. That we shall not speak carnally, but we shall speak according to the direction of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Every Father, everyone that is listening to these words that comes out of our mouth, let our words fall and fight out part of their heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. That they listen. These words shall be of impact to them. These words shall, shall bring change for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let your name alone be highly exalted and glorified in our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Everything we've said, we've said, or we say here today, shall not be used against us on the day of judgment. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. For today's session, right? Um, Amy will be will be the one driving the testimonies by sharing hearts, and subsequently I'll share mine. So right now, Amy, you have the floor. Thank you very much, Victor. And um, yeah, hello once again, everyone. Okay, so today I'm going to be sharing um, what the Lord has laid in my heart to share. On a normal day, it's not something I talk about much. I um, I see it as a very personal thing, a private thing, and I, I prefer to, you know, accept those very close to me. And uh, perhaps God wants to use this to groom that I share this with. But um, God has laid this in my heart. He has impressed this upon my heart to share. And of course, um, I, I, one thing I know is, you know, the moment you, you're beginning to work with God, um, your life is no longer private. Everything about you has to be open and has to be available to be used to the Lord's glory. So um, this is going to be to the Lord's glory again. 
in Jesus name amen all right so um I had I had something else in my mind to share okay it was um, a, a healing phase right but but then I prayed you know spoken to God about it for the Lord the Lord changed my course and gave me a new a different direction so um earlier today I was you know I just stumbled upon the status of one of my teenagers who was who was passed um, who is no longer in um because in a local church I I devote myself to the teens church so that is where I function you know teaching the young ones and and all right but but um this teen was under my um you know was in the church initially but is left and um while i stumbled on while going through status i just start, i don't even have time to go through people's status, statuses okay that's why i do perhaps some specific people just to you know get blessed you know and the rest so i'm not it's not my style right and even if i even if i go through your status you will not even see, see it because it is <laughs> it's uh, my, my my um whatsapp is such that has been programmed in a way that even if i go through your status you won't see it okay all right so and i don't i don't you won't even you won't even know whether i read your message or not or things like that right so i went through um i just stumbled upon the status and i saw what i i i was really um i saw what what um really shook me you know and i reached out to him thankfully by the help of the holy spirit and i i trust that the lord has used me to reach out to him in the way that you would understand and perhaps bring him back to the light of god so this just young boy i'm not going to share much because that is not the focus of today you know he he had a lot of um obscene you know photos on his i mean very very when you say obscene obscene to the core you know photos on his tattoos you know Christian comments, you know, some very, very um, not so right comments for a young guy, you know, posting things on status. And I felt really like, okay, God. So I knew I wasn't just going to pass by, even though he is, he's left like a guidance, uh, mentoring is no longer in the church. I knew that the Lord wanted me to reach out to him and allowed myself to use the vessel to speak to him. Right, and trusting God that the Lord will reach out to him and it will not be his soul will not be stolen by the devil in Jesus' name. I, I trust God for him. I'm still trusting God for him. Right. So um afterwards with that, God led me to share something I said it's it's um you know very personal, which I don't talk much about, right? So um I'm gonna share a story about myself and um I, I believe that God is gonna use this to reach out to people out there. So I'm not sharing this story because, because um, I'm not sharing it because I'm trying to I don't know, but I'm sharing it because God has imposed it upon me. God has impressed rather it upon my heart to share this, and I've been having this feeling for I mean in the course of this month that God wanted me to talk about this, but I waived it because I I don't like um, you know there's some aspect of myself I don't really talk about but god wants to use this so in total surrendering i am letting god use me okay and i'm trusting god that whoever it is that is listening to us will be blessed whoever it is that is listening would know that nothing is impossible by the grace of god in jesus name amen so yeah i've been a, a young girl who i mean who grew up in a family and um 
yeah so I, I grew up in a family I, I i believe i've mentioned this um in our past podcast that i wasn't raised with a silver spoon right so but i was even meant to be raised in a silver spoon probably with a diamond spoon if there's anything like that <laughs> all right but then um unfortunately um you know my, my dad left before i was born he left you know um being a prince um we are from a royal family being a prince you know mommy had just ladies she had girls and um he wasn't satisfied with having girl child he wanted more and um he was well to do was wealthy in fact he had businesses abroad and the rest but then he left us he left her and went on his way with another woman so um mommy being just an ordinary government teacher then had to raise us by himself and i'm thankful to god for how far god has brought us myself and my older siblings right so um being a young girl living in a very tiny house you know um of course you have you have people you have some very um uh, very weird and crazy neighbors all around right so i remember then in my childhood i'm going to touch talk on my childhood you know from that upward up to now right so um my childhood i remember then that um, i was just a very young and innocent girl you know in the house and the rest i remember a very very funny uh, weird neighbor then that was living just um a wall was just a, the divider between our building and his own house right and then he would call me and you know pass you know it was a time of um i i was i, I don't know probably below 10 or there about then so time of when vcd was the the reigning thing then so we had these dicks you know this um uh, part a b c this dick that you see uh, a b c in it <laughs> and the rest right so i love cartoons i just love cartoons so it, it would call me uh, hello any this and that and yeah, just give me a cartoon pass it from over the world and i would oh be excited hey, cookies, thank you so it, it was not me visiting his house i never visited his house but my mom didn't train me like that so we just pass the dicks over and um, you know i'll bring it home watch it so i will give it dicks and so, so, so person pass the dicks to me and that was it and because i was a very lovely child i'm still lovely anyway so <laughs> So I was lovable as a child. Everyone would, I made my mom known, my parents known while going, you know, hi, hello, this and that, say hi to mommy everywhere because I have been a very lovable child. Everyone must be around. All right, so like I said, I have been a very, you know, lovable child and the rest. Uh, I, you know, so um, this kept on going on. The man would, you know, pass at times. He would, maybe on my birthdays, then decide to pass gifts from over the world to me, and I would be so excited about it. So, pizza and the rest. And that, at that time, the man just got married, you know. And um, then one fateful day, you know, um, he, he just spoke to me from over the world. The fence that uh, divided my house and his own house. Uh, I mean, the rented apartment we've been staying in was a very, very short. Was very short then. It's been mounted now, but it was very short then. And he just, just called me over and said, "Oh, and I have a very big gift for you, a bigger gift for you. Um, but um, I want you to come around to my house now. But then it will be when my my wife is not around, okay?" And I said, "Ah, okay, okay, sir." I said that, you know. So I was just wondering. Uh, I didn't know. And innocently, I, I went over to my mom. I told her, uh, you know, being girls, we're all girls, and the last of three three girls, you know. 
and um, she, she I told her, Mommy, yeah, this was this was this person this is what this person has said to me. And she was like, What? He said that to you, you know. And she was so angry that she told our landlord, Okay, uh, she was gonna go, we're gonna go and disgrace the guy and the rest. And um, then strangely she heard some things from the landlord about the man that um, the man had been speaking with some girls in his own compound, you know, you know, very young girls and the rest. So mom was like, Oh my goodness. Well, glory to God. And the man, the other man told her, ah, no, don't go and don't go and disgrace you. Just let him be. Just thank God that your, your daughter is fine and that she spoke to you about it. And that was how God saved me. I don't know what the man would have done to me at that. But God saved me. So moving on from there, you know, I grew up and um look, because mommy was a teacher. I was a very serious student, a girl that had several uh, several positions, even at a young age. I've been competing for going for spelling bee at the government level, winning spelling bee competitions. Uh, I've um, you know have a very good grade, first or third, you know, um, holding you know, very very good um, positions in, in school. Maybe uh, library prefect at some point, being the head girl. You know, fast forwarding to my senior secondary school days as at that time i was the head girl and i had because i was a girl I had so many people around me so many guys and like oh this and this i would always call it bow gift cake as that <laughs> imagine a male student baking a cake uh, getting a cake uh, baked and bringing it expensive as that that time as a bow gift so i would always get gifts so i had a lot of things around me but then through it all i just was kept by god okay so i just want to reflect and i just imagine that okay god i don't know i don't know how you did it but god kept me safely and brought me out of that i had guys who came to me and said oh i just love you i want to have a relationship with you and all that i just said no and funny enough as at that time you know with me to my youthful um age people would think that oh she's a snob she has a very serious look and strangely because mommy is a teacher so i don't know i just had a very straight look <laughs> from there not necessarily because i'm gonna eat you up but <laughs> just because i just had a, a very very serious look as at that uh, as a then right and um so god sold me through from secondary to uh um, institution this i i know that i've shared my experience with us in the last podcast on this um, testimony of the project i spoke about how god saved me living with a a um, roommate that would bring lecturers over to sleep with, bring, bring um, you know, guys over to mess up herself with. Being in such environment, God kept me steady, God kept me safe, God kept me through it all. And I would wonder that, okay, I just don't know how. And you might wonder, okay, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just perhaps because you've not even, you know, maybe been in a relationship or something like that. I, ha- I have, but God has kept me steady. God has kept me safe. God has kept me as his own. He has, he has, he has, I don't know. I just wonder, I sit down and I reflect on it. And I just wonder that, okay, God, how do you do it? How is it that you have kept me safe? You've kept me as your own up till now, up till this, this stage. I mean, up till this present age that I've attained now, you know. But I just see it as God keeping me as his vessel god keeping me as his own god declaring that this one belongs to me and she's going to be pure she's going to stay with me she's not going to defile herself she's going to stand steady all these years and i'm just sharing this with you 
with the listeners out there just for you to know that god can actually keep you i don't know what it is you might wonder that i had a very very rough childhood and perhaps not even intentionally but i've been defiled in one way or the other and i can't just stop it i can't just restrain myself anymore our our my co-hosts have shared stories about how god was able to keep them you know how god was able to help them out of things of situations so you might wonder that oh mine is too bad i've gone astray i've been messed up I've, I've done this and that it is not possible but hey it is possible god can keep you as his own all you need to do is to retrace yourself back to him he will make you pure it will make you holy. It will make your life beautiful. You would you would have a fresh start. You would even look back at yourself and say, "Okay, is this me?" God will make you worthy, and it would it would give you the very best. Talking about life partner now, the very best. Someone that won't look down on you and say that, "Oh, you've 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 gone you've gone astray. Oh, you've you've been this, you've been that." I've heard of stories of God bringing out even those who have been you know perhaps prostitutes out there. God bringing them. To marry worthy people and you wonder how is this possible i heard of a story of one of the ladies that um that um had had, had children in fact she was the only one that had two kids for two face Edidia. and today this woman is married to a pastor a, a, a pastor of a big church in fact and she has had other kids for the pastor and the pastor is the one being the father of those kids our first children, guys that are teenagers and a whole a lot older now. God did not say that because of her past life, she was not going to be married by somebody who was worthy. God gave her the best, and today she is happy. It is a testimony which she shares with people. So meaning that there is nothing like nothing is impossible. There is nothing like God cannot bring you from whatever whatever you have been in. God can bring you in. See, it is the testimony is not just about oh I. I've been blessed and privileged. So it's, it's not just about you saying, okay, I've, 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 I've never fallen, I've never been messed up or things like that. It does not the testimony. The testimony is actually that today, where are you? The testimony is that you are with God. And see, I love the, the part of the Bible that says that it gives what beauty for ashes. It washes you, it purifies you, it forgets about your past deeds. It forgets about it all and makes you new. Bible says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature all things are passed away and behold all things are become new and this is my testimony my testimony is nothing is impossible there is no one beyond redemption there is no one that god a song says um it, say, it says uh, no shadow you will light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me no wall you won't kick down Line you won't tear down, coming after me. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. God can go beyond, beneath, anywhere just to fish you out. So you are not, your case is not over. You're not beyond redemption. Even if you say that, oh, I sleep with 10 men a day, I sleep with 10 men a day, there is nothing I have not done. It is just impossible. I tell you, nothing is impossible. Even if you have been special, nothing is impossible. If there, if it doesn't matter what it is, what it is that you've been involved, involved in, nothing is impossible. 
that in fact God came for Jesus said he said I came not for those who are not for those who are still standing but for those who have been lost that is why he was he was sent out there to bring you into the path of light the path of light and this is my testimony today. thank you thank very you. much thank you I was, I was really touched by that I really appreciate the fact that you share that um and believe me that is that is a wonderful testimony my own testimony just thinking of where i would start from um, so um, so this is a testimony of god's word over my life and god's fulfillment over my life when you know the god's word has been that he will provide for you provide for all your needs i yeah. know it to me right this was 2012, right? In 2012, April, um, I lost my my dad, who was at the time the sole breadwinner of the family, right? Literally, everybody depended on him when it comes to finances, right? He was the one providing, he was the provider for the house. My mom at the time was a full-time pastor and had no business with him providing for the family, right? Um, you know how death is unexpected. Nobody really expected or even planned very well for it. It just comes like a thief in the night. And the accident that, that, that came like that's like a bonadi, he died, right? I remember the, in the burial, my mom had to to scrub out almost all the money that my dad left behind. So I left behind financially, got from his brothers, and we literally we literally spent almost our last couple for the burial. And I remember my dad's brothers saying these particular words to us: ah, "Now that your father has died." You people are going to suffer very well. Who people are ready to suffer? And it was and as he said that word, I I wouldn't blame him, right? Because um, he was speaking a reality that he was used to or that he was accustomed to. From the from the from the cards that were that were dealt to us, right? It was it was obvious that we were bound to suffer. Continue to find that my dad didn't really live so much in terms of properties, in terms of finance, in terms of money, right? So ideally, he wasn't saying a lie, right? But I remember when he said those words in my head, in my mind, but I said, God forbid, it's not our portion. And everybody went their separate ways. Things became very hard for my family. My mom had to stop being a full-time pastor and started selling at some point. And then I was in my final year. Um, there was projects that I needed to do. There was school fees, right? I needed to sort. And by God's grace, just God's by God's infinite mercy and grace over my life, right? I got. I got some like if if you if you thousands actually I think I I can remember I had just just ten thousand there 
that I that I got as pocket money coming back to school. And I told myself, instead of carrying this pocket money, this ten thousand I had to school and he finishes and I know how my mom is struggles to even get this ten thousand in the first place. Let me do a business in school that will sustain me, right? And at the time, my sister was selling uh, jewelries. There's this female jewelries that were making sense then. They call them jokers. I don't know mm. what they call them now. Mm. They are very passionate with jewelries, yeah? So mm. my sister would go to trade fair at the time, buy them like about 500, 600, 800, then sell them to rich people like 3,000, 4,000, right? So I, I thought to myself, why don't you just move half that one, like 5,000? And then in school, I was a bit popular because I was amongst, I used to be amongst the big boys in school. Right? So I knew a lot of people, right? especially the female friends. I had a lot of female friends at the time. So I partnered with my sister at the time. She helped me cut, get some of those really nice, um, what's it called, jewelries. And I went back to school. Now in the struggle, was going to girls hostel to sell. Like I mentioned, I used to be a very big boy in school with a reputation, right? Mm-hmm. And there was no money to even sustain that reputation. Now me having to go to girls hostel to sell stuff was like a big, for me at the time, it was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. I remember days I would go with my, with my, with my goods and I would stand in front of the hostel and be looking. I would look for hours <laughs> because I didn't have the courage to just enter it and I would turn back and go. I did this for over a week, continuing talking to God. I oh God, bless the handwork of my hand. Bless the hand. Like, I would pray, oh God, bless the handwork of my hand. But then I wasn't really doing anything. I would go to the hostel, I would sister, look, 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 and come back. <laughs> it took a struggle. But one day, someone courage. And regardless of the shame that or whatever I, I felt I would have viewed then, I summoned the courage and I got into one of the hostels. I can see by the hostel at Kintona, it's in UNM, right? I entered yeah. the hostel. The first room that I just knocked at to see I went to sell stuff, they bought almost half of what I had brought. And the game was was amazing, right? The game was wonderful. That in less than in less than two weeks, I'd sold everything. I had money to sustain myself. I even had money to remove. I had my capital. Like I'd separated my capital and the money for transportation to buy another set of goods and bring them to a new group. And I had enough profit to sustain me. I did this business for like a while. So at the business, I was able to get funds, right, to even pay for my um, projects at the time, and even to sustain myself all through my final year. Then I literally wouldn't ask for money. And for me, the, the, the big testimony is the first that. Despite the fact that I wasn't perfect, right, in my work with God, in my relationship with God, God still showed me mercy, right? He still showed me mercy, considering the fact that he knew where 
I was where the family was at the time, the state of our of our life. He still showed us mercy, and he blessed the works of my heart, regardless, regardless of how I was there. So the testimony is this: regardless of who or the wrong or the things you feel like you have done, God still loves you so much in your in your dirty nature. God still loves you so much. All of those things, all of those things that God, God was doing, doing to me, it was literally opening my eyes that, oh, that God actually did love me. Because after my dad died, I felt like God had forsaken my family. How would he allow my dad die? Right? But all of those things that he was doing for me, the testimonies that I learned from that period to graduating, I had lecturers that wanted to keep me in school, but God showed me favor. God raised people that fought for me and eventually graduated. When I graduated with an extra, but I eventually did graduate, right, to looking for jobs. I can tell you for free, right, that I never for once looked for jobs. Like, like this one, after school, looked for jobs for like five years or two years or three years. Now, as a matter of fact, while I was waiting for service, I started working as a full-time employee. While I was still waiting for service, uh, it can only be God. All of this that God just opened my eyes to how much God truly, really loved me. Even before I was saved, He kept me and He protected me. And for me, that is my own testimony that regardless of who you are, Regardless of the sin that you feel like you've committed, you are still redeemable. All you need to do is just to find your way back to the cross and surrender your life. God will make everything about you perfect. That's my testimony. Wow. That's an amazing one for me. That's an amazing one for me. I I, I think um, we... It's just, it's just, um, you know, when you hear the testimonies of others, you get to know that um, a lot of things happen to people. And um, if you think that you've had a very, very bad life, I mean, even pe- there are people out there who probably have um, even you know, a worse situation that, um, you know, they've gone through a lot as well. But then we give thanks to God. <laughs> I remember sometimes when my sisters would sit down and, you know, talking about the past you know <laughs> funny enough they were very jealous of me they would say that <laughs> mommy loves you more when we cannot <laughs> afford to get when we can't afford to get biscuits mommy gets you biscuits you're the one who gets the tea and gets everything <laughs> and mommy would always say you know you guys enjoyed well when um your father was here but she you know your father before I even before um, I gave that to her, I was still just pregnant, you know. So I have to give her the very best, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about the fact that has gone through a lot, and you sharing your testimony uh, about you, a person who has enjoyed a real life coming to mm-hmm. you know the father figure. That's that's something. But in all, we give thanks to God. Just like I always mm-hmm. say, it's not because we have the ability. It's not because. It's not because we are even worthy of it, but because the love of God is amazing. The love of God, the love of God, it, it surpasses all. It cannot be measured. 
the love of God is long lasting. It can it is fully elastic. It can be stressed, broken. Sometimes we just hurt God in many ways. But God would not leave us. He will still come back for us. And that's how amazing God is. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope I hope um, all of these our listeners out there have learned one or two things from uh, our session. Believe me, if you feel like you've, if you've lost hope, there are people out there with worse situations and just be calling on the name of God and God is still providing towers for them. Sometimes I just see that and, and, I, and I imagine, what if, what if I have, I, I, I believe what am I unqualified for that I was going to suffer or that we are going to suffer? And I held on to those words instead of holding on to God's word. I would have been suffering by now. My life wouldn't have turned out the way it did, right? And in retrospect, in retrospect, looking at things, I'm not saying, I'm not saying my dad dying was a good thing. Of course, I still miss him till today. But him, him leaving us at that time, right, made us agile made us hard working made us start like become very start thinking with our head yes that's the word because we were so i really i really i really really wish i could explain how we were we were so dependent on our dad that if it's if it if if it wasn't really provided there was no way for us to find a solution and we were men we are boys right and we we didn't start thinking for ourselves and because of oh, this my, i don't know about my brothers but my own personal experience because of his departure i started thinking more of i started reasoning um i started thinking more responsibly yeah that's the word i started thinking more responsibly than i would have done before right and one of the reasons why i played all through school right was because yeah um, my dad always made sure he provided money for me. Right? There was money. There was always money to spend at some point. Yeah? Secondly, he had promised me right, that if I could because back then in school, I wanted to become a musician, right? I was thinking, a lot of people don't know this secular music actually. I wanted to become a musician. And I had recorded it song, and he had listened to it and he liked it. And he was like, okay, after school, if I really wanted to pursue music, right, he would sponsor me, he would, he would make things ready for me, right. But immediately he died, that dream died because there was no money to do the music. I just imagine me now, a secular artist, <laughs> and I'm probably be on bread, or yeah, I wouldn't be doing much work. Do you understand? I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it was a good thing that he died. Yeah, but most of when I think about it, I can see the bigger picture. Mm. I don't think that makes sense. I can see the yeah. bigger picture of the departure. He loved us so much, yeah. But we needed to start doing things for our own early enough. We needed to start standing on our feet early enough. Do you get it? Yeah, so in all things, right? I just want us to give thanks. We might not necessarily understand 
and the purpose of what certain things happen, of, of the purpose of certain things that happened to us in our life. But in all, let us cultivate the habit of giving thanks, because God wouldn't, God wouldn't let anything that wouldn't that wouldn't benefit you happen to you. And anything that God does, believe me, it is for our own benefit here on earth. Everything you might not understand it, but just believe and hold on to God's words. At due appointed time, everything will materialize. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Vic. You're welcome. So I think um, if you have any questions, if you have any question or you're going through something and you want to speak to any of us, you can just drop a message on Anchor. Right? We would always find a way to reach out to you. Right, so on that note, uh, I want to say thank you for listening to today's episode. Right? I hope you've been blessed by our testimony. I will look forward to speaking to you on the next episode of Breaking Free. Um, good night and God bless. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Shout hallelujah to Jesus.